What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Casey Brown. I almost threw my middle name in there today. We are feeling fancy on the podcast today. (laughs) Um, I am coming back to you. Let's see. It is almost July. It's kind of crazy. My birthday is July 3rd. I'm a firecracker baby. I will be 32 years old. And I honestly did not realize my birthday was next weekend. It came so quickly. This month, to me, personally, flew by. Um, Time just flies by. I think I talk about this every time I come on the podcast and I'm like, hey, what's the date and where are we at right now? Time does go fast and I it's kind of crazy, but I am excited. We are actually headed to Pennsylvania next Wednesday. We kind of split our vacation up this year. Um, normally we take two weeks in the summer and we go visit family for those two weeks. All of our family um like our immediate family is mostly back in Pennsylvania. So we tend to do that um, for a nice two-week period. This year, we went to South Carolina for my cousin's graduation. Uh, It worked perfectly because Corey's brother also lives down there with his new babies. They just had twins. And so we got to see the new babies and we got to see my family. And then we got to go to the beach for a couple days. And it was just really needed. It's always so fun to go to the beach with your family. And I'm from an area where there, you have to travel to the beach. Like when I grew up in Pittsburgh, (laughs) there's no beach really close by. So we had to travel over six to eight to 10 hours to go on vacation to the beach. So it's always something so fun and exciting that I look forward to. But that was super great. My girl Lacey was on the podcast while I was away. And if you haven't listened to that hormonal harmony episode get like you need to it is not that long of an episode she goes into so many things about finding harmony with our hormones and her book if you haven't looked into it is full of so much knowledge and I can't wait to elaborate on that information even more uh Lacey is amazing so definitely go check that out uh we are at episode number 29 y'all and I'm gonna start saying y'all because I was in South Carolina and that's what happens start talking like my family from there but it it's crazy we're almost at episode 30 which we oh I should have really tried to push to get 32 episodes by the time I'm 32 but life happens people (laughs) um but thank you so much for anyone who has been listening over all these podcasts um it means so much to me and I'm excited to continue forward with all the ideas that we have for the show. So with that being said, on this episode today, my friend Sam is back on the podcast, everybody. Coming at you live from Ohio, Sam is joining us and we go over what Sam's been up to, what his new job looks like, um, what he has learned already in this new job, which I can't believe. I think he's been there since January. Wow. That's kind of crazy, I think. Anyway, it's been a while, and it went by really, really fast. Like I said, this world is crazy. Um, But, yeah, so we talk about Sam's new uh, job, what he's been doing. And then this episode, we did a Q&A on my Instagram. If you ever see that pop up, do not be afraid to ask questions. We get really good questions, but I feel like there are so many of you out there that have questions. Like, don't be afraid to ask. We want to help. We want to do Q&As. It's a great way not only to see what content you guys are looking for, but it helps. It just helps us make the content and get out to you guys our professional opinion on these different topics when it comes to health and fitness and mental health and all of that whole wellness journey. Uh, In this episode, we not only go over Sam's update, but we do talk about what to do when you feel that you've lost motivation or you see that that you're frustrated um, with your journey. And that's what we touch most on in this episode is the frustration that comes with, hey, I've been doing this program or eating this way or doing X, Y, Z for this, uh, for two months. And I'm super frustrated that I'm not seeing results. And we touch on 
where we could be making results in other locations of our journey that could in turn help with that bigger picture. But we also give our opinion and our knowledge about what we've seen with clients over the years, the ones that are getting frustrated um, from not seeing results over X amount of time. And we go into what that may look like, tips to help with that, Uh, We also touch on, we do have a little part in here about like social media and being a trainer or honestly, like any of this can parallel into your life if you're not a trainer as to, you know, things that we're going through or we feel in our jobs or becoming more, um, you know, true into what we want to do. And I think that even though we talk about it in like a social media situation, it can also go into your own life. So we talk about frustrations with not seeing progress and a little bit of the following your own path. Next up though, just get ready because we have two more episodes coming. One, we're going to talk about what to do when you've lost motivation for training or in the gym or food or whatever. We talk about what to do in that situation. And then we also talk in the next episode, either next episode or the episode after, will be about uh, how many days per week you should be training, what your schedule should look like, uh, things to look for in your own training situation. Like how many days a week should I be working out is a question we get a lot. So those episodes are coming up. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a I almost said don't miss a beat. That's right. We're dropping beats here on True to You Fitness or True to You Chats. I'm so used to saying True to You Fitness that it just it just rolls off the tongue. But anyway, make sure you subscribe. Sam also, we will have it listed in the show notes. Sam is going to be running a special on one of his programs and he is going to be offering a discount code for you guys that is going to be True to You 20 to save 20% off of the program. So it's a nine-week program called Back to Basics, focusing on helping with low back pain, uh, which you guys know if you've been listening to this podcast, has been a huge part of my comeback rebuild journey, has been coming from the low back and things that I've done with that. He has truly saved me with the knowledge that he has in this area. So make sure you look for the link below if you're interested in his nine-week program. Um, True to you, 20 will give you 20% off of the cost of the program. So thank you, Sam, for doing that. And guys, I'll see you in the next episode. I'll be traveling with family, but we got these episodes lined up and more content coming your way. Thank you so much for your support. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, True to You Chats. Let us know any questions you have. We are here to answer. And I'm just so thankful for you and you listening to what we crazily have to say. So get ready for a very candid conversation with myself and my brother from another mother, Sam Brown Strength. You like how it says that now? Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, Are we... (laughs) Are we editing anything? <laughs> no, we don't edit right. things. Cool. I just didn't know if you. I like your me... little like chin dot you like have going on with the hair. What's that called? Like under your lips, like that. Uh. Oh, it's un- connected to the rest of it. Uh, yeah. It's and the camera fa- doesn't look connected. It's my, it's my fucking face here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you would think you would understand Ohio fashion. Oh, I'm technically not from Ohio. We know this. Eh, Close enough. I'm close enough. Kind of the same thing. Kind (laughs) of basically on the border, but it's fine. We have similar overlapping situations. I'm all fucking self-conscious about my my oh my god, no! In the face. (laughs) It just in the camera. Do you see what I see with your lower (laughs) face? Not connected. Do you see what I see though? Uh, no. In the no. screen, you don't see how it looks like a, a yeah. Dot? Is it like a shadow? Is it like the fucking it, mic do you shadow? see how? Do you see how dark it looks compared? All right, to your enough of with my face. <laughs> this is, uh, I'm in my bedroom. This is a new seat. I have a seat, excellent. and I am next to my clothing rack. Right. And I'm way too disgusting to sit on my bed. Like I refuse to sit on my bed if I'm this sweaty from teaching time for, a class. Time for a shower, stinky. Yeah, but I put this first. So mm-hmm. 
That's why it's a good thing we're zooming because I'm disgusting right now. Yeah, good thing this is an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. It's so humid here. It's yeah, so humid. Yeah, we had humid. that shit the other day. It was horrific. Yeah, so yeah. humid. And it's 100% humidity. Yeah, and then inside, because it's raining, which it cooled off, but inside it was just as humid as it was outside. So we uh-huh. were just like dripping like air conditioning wasn't even doing anything for us and of course I forgot my towel and it was like a whole thing so I'm just gross but I refuse I don't know if anyone's like me but it's like I can't I'm the kind of person that can't I don't nap in my bed I nap on a couch (laughs) I only nap in my bed if I'm sick like my bed to me is like I need to be clean to enter it. Like I need to be not sweaty and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like I don't hang out on my bed unless I'm like sick or it's at night. And I'm like watching some YouTube before I fall asleep. Yeah. Fun fact. I ripped a entire box of Oreos the other day in my bed. So like, whatever, not a big deal. <clears throat> you mean like they went all over the bed? No, as in like, I ate them in my bed. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, two opposite ends of how, with the, I bed mean, I just was. took a shower. And I was clean. All right. So you were clean. You get, and then I just had fucking Oreo crumbs everywhere. (laughs) Actually, it wasn't even a full container of Oreos. It was the s'more Oreos, which are like, (gasps) are like, oh my God, they're so good. They're not even even like, it's, it's it's like two servings in a box. Oh, they're so good though. Mm. They're, my sister-in-law had those when I was home last and they are addicting. Yeah. Well, marketing team for Oreo, listen up. Uh, S'moreo should have been the thing. They're definitely listening uh, to us. Yeah, s'moreos, that would have been way better. S'moreos. What would that be? Oh, I get it, s'mores. Oh my God, wow. <sighs> I was definitely not. Is this thing on? Is it testing? Oh testing. My is this gosh. on? Is it on? <laughs> hello, hello, is it oh, on? Oh, hello, it's really oh, talking okay. to my brain. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, hi, how are you? Ah, oh, fantastic. Long day. Yeah. Long. Look how long bright day. it is still where you are. It gets so dark here before. I hate dark. it. Yeah, Rhode I Island's way darker later, and where you are is way brighter later. Yeah, like I'm going into work and it's dark. Yeah. Like what the hell is going on? And then yes. it's ten o'clock at night, and it's like the lights just going away, and I'm like, Yeah, nah, this is backwards. This is you can actually wear sunglasses in like in Pittsburgh. I have been wearing sunglasses before at like nine thirty at night outside. Yeah, it's like a lot. It's yeah. It's, I want to go to sleep. It's sleepy times at nine right. thirty at night. Yeah, I don't need I don't need the sun hanging out. Feels like I'm yeah. in Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> but when I moved to Rhode Island, I remember th- like we didn't have blackout curtains at first, and we would I would be wide awake at like four thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh my god, I'm late, and then I jump up and it's like four thirty six, and I'm like, what is this place? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's yeah, craziness. Yeah. yeah, and then like. All right, little little gripe, little Ohio gripe here. Okay, Ready? okay. We're not offending anyone from Ohio. No, not even close. But as soon as there's any moisture in the air, whether it be a slight rain, everybody drives about 25 miles an hour under the speed limit. Like they're going to yeah. flip their cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me turn my air conditioning on. Um, yeah, it's... And, and there's like thing? I don't, I don't understand it because... Ohio gets as shitty as weather as New England does. Yeah. But like it, it's if it if and it rains all the time. And it rains all the time and it's always gray. It's always gray yes. and rainy <laughs> and humid and oh god. Welcome to like, like what is that happening? area? It was 65 degrees today. Yeah. Yesterday about 140. Yes. <laughs> 140. I don't like I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I walked into work today. I was like, I am cold. I'm yes. cold now. Yesterday, sweating through all of my clothing. Sitting, yes. Sitting yes. Yeah. Welcome to why a lot of Pittsburgh people like me or people from that area have like seasonal depression because you hit like basically October through April, even May, it can be gray and gloomy. And it's then gray during the summer, and it's always it, gray and, and just gray. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then it gets summer and then it's like a million degrees in humidity. So it's Hazy. like, you don't really get uh, that in between ever. Um, yeah. 
I feel like, but I feel like New England has a lot of that in between. Like, I feel like there's months where I'm like, like okay, like it has been 60. Is amazing. 60 and chilly for like three months. And I don't love that weather. Yeah. You oh, want that weather? <laughs> bring it on. As like, as like in my soul, still a fat kid, but like my fat kid, the entire, like my entire life. Like I love the cool weather. It's like, if I can just hang out in a sweatshirt, rock on, because you know what? That means I'm not sweating. If I'm not sweating. I'm having a lot more fun. Right. Like it's, <laughs> Oh, like if I, I'm I not sweating, I'm having a lot more fun. Yeah, that's the like, quote. <laughs> for real, like it's like why is it so gray and why am I sweating all the yes. time? Yes, yeah. No, I, I understand. I I Go weirdly, uh, I really um actually this could be a, an unpopular opinion, but <laughs> I. I don't know if it's the soccer player in me that has grown up and, but you're a baseball player. So like you've grown up like standing in the middle of a grass field in the direct sun false, with no false. I grew no? up catching. So I was in equipment in the middle yes. of a field, which yeah. is even worse. And I actually, well, too, though, I also had shin guards on. So my legs were still covered, but not as bad as you. Yeah. I didn't have to wear <laughs> like a face shield when I was playing, but I uh, weirdly enjoy like sweating in warm weather. Like I like working out outside if it's hot. I know, like I said, unpopular opinion. I don't know. Oh, God. Right. I, we can be different. Well, it's not different. Same it's just, last name, it's, difference. It's, it's different not different. It's just tolerances. Wrong. That's right. wrong. <laughs> same, same, but wrong. Yeah, it's just not right at all. <laughs> it's like, it's the worst of both worlds, right? Like the warm, you can escape the cold right? You can move to escape the cold. How are you going to escape the heat? Here's what I don't like about being cold. I don't like having goosebumps and I get them really easily. I'm very like, I'm very sensitive to temperature. And mm-hmm. if I am cold, it's very hard for me to get the chill off my body. Like there have been times in the winter that I will literally get a shower, hot, steamy shower, still have goosebumps get out of the shower with goosebumps and then put a million layers on and can't get warm. But mm-hmm. if it's warm, I can turn the air conditioning on. Yeah. But you'll never lay in your bed because you're sweaty and gross. So no, that's I have awful. the air conditioning on with a fan <laughs> in front of it that blows the air conditioning into the room. Don't I'm all hear, set like, up. Hear that like whirring noise. Like, is that, isn't that annoying? Just like the that noise of the air the conditioner. Time? Well, the air conditioner is one thing is great, but like a fan, there's nothing no, worse see, than a fan when it's hot and it's not doing jack shit. Well, when it's not doing anything, it's just like, I've oh, been shut in that stupid thing off. Yeah, I've been in my fair share of like places or rooms that someone doesn't have air conditioning and you mm-hmm. just have a, a ceiling fan and it's just going and going and you're still sweating and you're just yeah. like, oh yeah. I mean, no offense if you don't have air conditioning, but I've stayed in places that haven't and I don't. Yeah, sleep no offense well. if you don't have AC, but like figure that shit I out. really don't sleep well I really <laughs> yeah. can't I really that sounds so bougie I guess but I can't I mean there's there's studies that show your body it like the best temperature to be in when you're sleeping is like 65 degrees or something it's like something around there like the, the room yeah. should be cool and dark like mm-hmm. and I understand you know and you know it's not cool and dark Ohio it's hot and light out all the time hot and gray <laughs> yes it's just like a light gray it's like a baby dolphin gray all the baby time. Baby dolphin gray. <laughs> oh my god. Well, oh. welcome back, Sam. The podcast uh, has missed you. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to all of them. Honestly, I've been listening. The, to them did you listen to the last one with Lacey? I did. She's it was amazing. Really mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, I've been making my own, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, about mm-hmm. time. Oh, I just <sighs> had some carbonated. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Or I just burped in the microphone. Oh, it's fine. I did. I won't edit that. Just kidding. Yeah, I won't because no, it's won't. true to you chats. True to you chats, baby. Yeah, she won't edit it because it actually came out of her butt. Actually, no. Can I just tell you that <laughs> Sam is ruining this podcast because he cannot find the recording device that we use. And so therefore, I can't have guests on because I have no microphone to record with them in person. Hmm. Sam. Hmm. Where did it go? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'll find it. He we'll moved it to out. Ohio and it poofed into the air. We yeah. can't find it. Well, it'll it'll turn up eventually. Where will it turn up? Where? I don't know. Well, like wherever it is. It's the place I'm not looking. That's where I'm figuring it where it is. Sure. On the side of the highway as you drove away. That's Fun where fact. it is. 
I genuinely thought I left an AirPod on the highway. That when would I was stink. driving back. Yeah, because I was like, where the hell did I put my AirPods? <gasps> and I and I tracked them and it showed on the highway. But that's where they died last. Oh, <laughs> so they're you can in track car. your AirPods? Yeah, you can. I can? Like I can track these? Yeah, you can't track mine. But, no, no, uh, no but like how do I track yours. my own? How come I didn't know this was a thing? I think there's a way of like actually like find your AirPods or whatever. Yeah, it's, well, it's this I had, is to, news I had to, to like me. Google it. Yeah, I'd like Google it. But it showed like the last location where they were on and it was on the highway, like oh, three hours away. My. I was like, no, what the hell is going on? I was like, where did I? I was like, I I stopped around then. I was like, oh no, did they fall out of my pocket? It's like whatever. I wonder uh, how many people have found one AirPod because I'm pretty sure people have probably lost just one AirPod. Yeah, I washed one AirPod. So that was really cool. It still works. Totally fine. In like your pants. Mm, yeah. In the washing yeah, yeah, yeah. machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, Perfect. I opened up I opened up the little box. I was like, shit. Oh. <laughs> I was like, where's the other one? Oh, uh, we tracked it in the washing machine. There it is. Found it. And it worked. Uh, it's a little bit funky, but that's okay. Wow. That's- Apple really swinging through here. Yeah. I'm not the best with electronics. Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> I just gave three examples as to why. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so once Sam gets his act together and finds his, finds our recording device. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. It went from my recording device to our recording device. It's your <laughs> recording device that you let me use that you lost. And so now my podcast is suffering. <laughs> okay. I just want to make are- sure. But that was we all, all got it together, but um, but we are gonna figure this out because Sam, you told me that there's probably a way that I can connect to microphones into the computer, or no? Yeah, mm. like when Dave does his like audio only ones, mm-hmm. he's just recording on the same thing that is is the speaker box that we've. Wow, used in the must past. be nice to have like a recording box. Yeah, well, I have a whole media lose. team, so it's fine. yeah that you didn't lose. And you oh well, just it's hard to lose here people. in Rhode Island. Hard to just lose left people. me here in Rhode Island without any recording box, and you took all you... of them to Ohio. It's fine. It's fine. So let's get into our Q&A, which I'm going to start with. Okay, so <laughs> so I'm going to start with. Uh, I'm just going to stay in Ohio. <laughs> the last question that I have okay, on here is actually how Sam doing in Ohio, but I figure we should start with that because yeah. we should uh, give you a better welcoming than I've given you. <laughs> Um, people have to realize we talk outside of this podcast. So this is Minimal. how we actually, that's not, we don't talk much anymore. It's fine. You are full <laughs> of baloney, baloney. Uh-huh. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, she I'm just sorry. I was calls. on vacation. I was on vacation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Sam's mm-hmm. just very needy, everybody. Um, so how's Sam <laughs> doing in Ohio is the question. Last time you were seriously on here is when you were leaving. You talked about what yeah, you were doing. Yeah, wasn't it like a week or two before? Right before you left, you yeah, came on. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ohio, um, minus the fact. Other than the weather? <laughs> Obviously, if you're going to keep that in, that. it's going to be a thing. Um, yep. It's great, honestly. Like the What I get to do every day is really, really cool. Um, I get to talk to really awesome coaches, athletes, uh, shit. I'll even use the word influencers, which Mm -hmm. is actually kind of weird, uh, for Mm. me to say out loud, but, um, right now I'm really working on what I'm doing for the company is working on the production of the podcasts, finding podcast sponsors, making YouTube videos, essentially all the content marketing for the company right now. I'm kind of spearheading that with the rest of the media team, which consists of, there's four of us in-house a fifth person is out is like remote in like South Carolina. He does a lot of the graphics and whatnot. Um, we have a videographer. Which are really freaking good, by the way. Those cool, graphics right? are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So our videographer handles all the editing, handles all the live streams, handles everything that goes on the screen uh, during the live streams, pictures, a lot of uh, just like a lot of uh, content that we put out visual. Um, and then we have like the analytics guy who is big on numbers and anything that's a math problem I give to him. And he's huh. like my, he's like my favorite nerd. So yes. it's super cool. Um, and then we have uh, another person who handles the written content, all the articles, all the outside submissions for the website, all the, like I said, like the written content for 
the website, for emails, for like copywriting and all that stuff too. So I am definitely the dumbest person on the team and <laughs> that's totally cool. Oh, you're lying. I am like the uh, crash test dummy for our reels. Like I'm, I'm trying to, oh trying to push those a little bit. Those are, those are killer. People we, need to, I don't know. We can't like, I guess like link them. We could link the Instagram below, but you need to follow. Well, hello there. Sam's yeah, reels. Well, that's, I get messages with just that. And I'm yes. just like, okay. Yes. All right. I guess it's the thing. You're well, the well, hello there guy. Yeah. And uh, I mean, those are, it's, it's a different, like it's a totally different demographic, right? Like it's, it's not usually the crowd to which that I would be speaking to normally. Um, I mean, it's kind of fun, but also it's this job in this position has shown me how good and how negative the internet can be. I, on a daily basis, I will get some pretty gnarly comments <laughs> like on videos, on everything. And it's like, oh, this is a new thing that mm-hmm. I've never had to deal with before in my life. Um, mm-hmm. But it's always one of the, it's always like one comment, one negative comment to like a hundred positive comments, but like you always focus in on that negative one. So Absolutely. that's been like the biggest thing for me to kind of start to develop a little bit of that tougher skin when it comes to putting myself out there. Cause I was putting myself out there before, but now I'm literally putting myself out there to hundreds of thousands of people. Um, we just had a, a reel that just cracked like almost 300,000 views on it the other day. And it's like, it's like a, a crap shoot in the comments. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, this is the internet. Sometimes this is great. Yes. This is really cool. Um, but I mean, we get to, but like I said before, like I get to work with really, really cool people. Um, we just had a YouTuber out. He has like a million subscribers and like a million, uh, followers on his social media and whatnot. And he's like one of the coolest guys that I've met. Um, but it's just cool to see that regardless of someone's like following or what they do, uh, who they work with, it's, they're doing the basics really, really well. And they're just people doing a thing right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, at the end of the day, they're people. They're people with a story. They're people with emotions. They're people with um, dreams, fears, right? Like I'm talking to these people and you would think based on the image that they're, they're portraying that they would almost be bulletproof. And I'm talking to, to someone about their, them feeling nervous about making videos with me. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, you like, <laughs> I was like, you, me, like, why are you nervous for me? They're like, oh, well, this place is really cool. And like, you guys are so smart and blah, blah, blah. So that like that thought process that a lot of coaches and trainers that may be listening to this or may see this in the future that where they're having that thought of I'm not good enough or that imposter syndrome. It's like even people that are doing it and are successful, right? Like, and I air quote success because obviously Mm -hmm. it's different for everybody it's like they still feel the same things, but they just do the thing anyway. Yeah. And that's, that really is what I'm noticing is that the people that are successful at their thing, whether it be coaching, making videos, podcasting, whatever, it's like those feelings and emotions are still there. They're just doing it anyway. And like, Mm. that was the coolest part, right? Like, it's like, oh, we are so much closer to success than we realize because we are so busy fighting the battle in our own head about doing the thing that we think we want to do because we're worrying about what other people are going to say. And I was definitely guilty. If you watch a video from me starting there versus a video I make today, my personality seems very different because I have gone through the ringer in terms of horrible comments, just nasty people saying nasty people things. And I'm realizing it doesn't matter what they're saying because I'm still helping the people, the quiet majority who are sitting there enjoying what I do or they're learning something. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like shitty people are going to do shitty people's things regardless of what you do. Yeah. And it's nothing about you personally. It says more about them as people than it does about you, right? Yeah. So I'm like sitting there reading these comments and now it's, to a, now it's like a joke. Now we're like, oh my God, that guy says he wants to do this, this, this. And it's like, oh, cool. Put, add it to the list. Add it to the list Seriously. of like top fives, right? So no, I can't imagine people with 
like, that's why, like, you know, doing this podcast, I, a lot of the people that I've had on here that I have followed for a long time have, have grown these crazy followings. Like Lacey, who was just on here has 300,000 followers. Like Sam, who's on here has, I think over a hundred or 200,000 followers. Like it, they have massive audiences. And mm-hmm. the thing I love about bringing them on here though, is that like you said, they're just humans and people and you get to know the human. And it's like, oh my God, you like people think that you're untouchable because you've got these followers, but you're literally just living your day-to-day life and helping people. That's your passion. Mm-hmm. And people have caught on over the years and wanted to follow you, but you're not untouchable. You're a human. You want to help people. You want to connect. Like it's, it's, we're all human at the end of the day. It's like insane. You know, the, Mm. these, like you said, just the guy with a million followers is still second guessing himself on speaking in front of the camera with you guys. Like it's, Mm. we're just humans, you know, we can't control how many people have followed us. over. Absolutely. And it's, and it's even for the people that are going to say negative things or are going to rip into somebody on a video or critique somebody doing something. at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm doing the thing and you're sitting back judging the thing, right? Like behind your screen. Well, they never have, they never have a picture. Never. And they never have their own videos. And they're just like launching these critiques on Mm -hmm. everything I do. And I, I have like a flock of, of trolls that are like waiting for one of my videos to come up and they'll just be like, like critiquing. And I'm like, bring it on. Thank. And so I, I can't say this because like, whatever, but like, it's like, thanks for the views, man. Like you're still watching my stuff. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying like I have like haters or anything. It's just, it's just people that are obviously very bored and Mm -hmm. figure that this is a source of entertainment for them. And that's totally Mm -hmm. fine because for the sake of the YouTube algorithm, it doesn't matter because you're still spending time watching this thing that you hate or watching this thing with this person that you hate or whatever. So it's like, cool, man. Thanks. Much yeah. appreciated. And if you met them in person, they would probably never, ever, ever say what they would say to you on the computer. Never, never, ever, ever. So, I mean, besides no. that being a part of the job, like a daily on a daily basis, it's it's such a small part. But again, like I said, it's like, one of those things like me being me I'm like oh there are people that just don't like me for for being me and I'm like mm. at first I was like oh that's kind of hard and now I'm like bring it to f on I'm like yeah. cool here we go because yeah. like like you said in person nobody would say any of that stuff at the end of the day my biggest thing has always been I was actually just thinking about this today to be honest not that knock on wood I had anything come up that I needed to think about it but for some reason I did and I was thinking at the end of the day you, we know who we are as humans and Mm -hmm. I'm always doing something out of the goodness. Like I'm always coming from a good place. I'm not a person that comes from a hateful place. That's just me. So -hmm. it's like, at the end of the day, I do the best I can and I go to bed and I was a good person and I treated people with respect. And like that were, if you have something to come at me, like good, good luck. Because it's like, I know myself and I know what I've done and I know the person that I am at the end of the day. So if someone has a comment online or whatever, that person 99% of the time doesn't know you at all. No. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Or no, like the background of like who you've worked with and who you've helped and like Mm -hmm. what you've done. And, and it's just like, okay, if you're, if we were all judged over three minute YouTube videos or 30 second sound bites, like we would all be seen as very different people, mm-hmm. you know? So it's really just opened my eyes to understanding the, the depth of, and the impact that meaningful relationships can have and how important those are to your life, right? Because if your life is just this online world. And I know that we're in a, like for me personally, my job is literally wading through an online world and creating content and even controversy to a certain extent by Mm -hmm. stating opinions. Anytime you state an opinion, even if it's clearly an opinion, someone is going to be like, that's wrong. It's like, well, I'm not going to argue that. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't, 
And that's one of the things that me and my and, and the team do really, really well with is like if there is inflammatory comments, we will, if they're really bad, we just delete them. And then we like, it's called shadow banning them off of the channel. Mm-hmm. So they can still comment, but nobody sees it. So yeah. like, cool, bring it on, man. Like, awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Lock and load. <laughs> but what we do is we realize like, we have so many positive fans that if we leave a negative comment out, someone's going to respond to it and defend the video. So we're like, now we're playing the algorithm game. Now we have Mm -hmm. two people commenting back and forth. Right. So it's like, this guy doesn't realize his negative comment is helping us grow. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, I I refer to (laughs) the negative people in the, in the comment section of anything that we have as the bullshit that we need to fertilize future growth, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are the manure that is spread along <laughs> that we use to leverage more views. We leverage more interactions, more exposure. So it's like, cool, awesome. Like right. We see it for what it is. Right. You know? Oh my gosh, it's craziness. Yeah, and it's just weird but- because like I am just not, I, I am not a social media mogul by each like I really like if I post something it's because I feel something and it's like okay this could help somebody cool mm-hmm. like I don't I used to try to have like a schedule and holy shit does that give me crippling anxiety I'm like Insane. it's Tuesday I have to I have to post about tacos now it's like <laughs> what the fuck is going on I here to post about tacos <laughs> like, it's Tuesday it's like I it's like I don't want to think about tacos today I don't know it's I'm feeling more like eating breakfast for dinner like what the hell right. are you doing but like I've tried that I've really tried for a, a, a long time of like oh, I can schedule this and do this and that and then it's like okay nope yeah <laughs> no I don't like just because I used to fall it. into it all the time yeah. I think the biggest thing for people like us that don't do majority of our training or work online with clients. Like for me, I'm an in-person person. I'm with people majority of my time. And so if I have time to post, it's literally a, something that's come over my heart, my mind that I'm like, Oh, I feel like this needs to be shared. It can help somebody. Or it's like a video that I've done that I know I could put out for some content because I have time. Like I really coming from like the blogger world of my life where I was for years, very scheduled and very organized and very posting this blog post and posting this. And I used to put so much pressure on myself up until like not that long ago to be posting blogs and whatever. And it's just, I didn't want to have to force it. I want to be able to enjoy it. If I'm doing like a sponsored post or I'm working with a company that I work with, I truly enjoy creating content but I like to be able to have it more spaced out. I'm not doing as much of it as I was. I mean, it's like transitioning in my own life of, and at the end of the day, also paying my bills and Instagram doesn't pay my bills. It's like, I (laughs) work in a job. Thank God that I'm passionate, more passionate than anything about. And I get to do that for a living. And that's how I pay my bills. And that's an amazing job. Like that's an amazing Mm -hmm. dream. Right. My Instagram posts are more so if I have time, if I'm, if I want to post about something, if I feel something, if I want to support someone else or let people know there's like a new episode out, I enjoy doing it, but the less pressure I've taken off myself to have a timeline, the better I do. But I also understand people that are online trainers and they have to pump out content and they're getting clients that way. And that's amazing. I just am not that person i me personally i just think there's there just needs to be that understanding of who you are and what you do right so Mm -hmm. one of the best pieces of advice that uh actually i I was talking to dr mcgill uh, a little while ago and he was saying that masters of their craft are too busy doing their craft right if your craft is creating content on instagram and posting on instagram and like that's your business then be the best at it you can be, right? A lot of people, a lot of, especially in the fitness space, a lot of trainers, a lot of coaches spend so much time thinking that the likes, the reshares, the this, the that are the thing that they need to be focusing on the most. And that's not true. It's like, you need to understand if you work with people in person, you need to be the best in-person trainer you can be. 
right? If you are an author, you need to be the best author you can be. This needs to be in, in addition to what you're doing already. But if you're truly a master of your craft and like, I'm not talking like just being okay at a lot of different things. I mean, focusing in and hammering out your ability to train people, like be the best in-person trainer you possibly can be. It's going to take so much effort and so much time to perfect and not even perfect it, but to master it and be the best you possibly can be that you're going to be like, yo, I don't have any time for this other shit. And you'll notice that the best trainers and coaches and everything in the world are not posting about it because they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. the people that you see with the biggest following on Instagram, it's like they may coach, but they're spending their time on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you can use Instagram as a tool. You can use everything as a business owner on Instagram without swiping up. You don't have to, you don't have to scroll at all on Instagram to be a business owner and utilize it. You can post by opening the app, posting, and then closing the app. You can make a story by posting, posting the story, closing the app, right? So if you're using it as a tool, be truthful to yourself. Use it as a tool. Mm -hmm. don't use it as a distraction away from working on things that will better your business or better your coaching ability or better your education or better yeah. the experience that your clients have. Right. And that's, it's, it's easy for me to say, because I'm literally getting paid to do the thing, right. I'm, I'm literally getting paid to go on Instagram, I'm literally getting paid to go on YouTube and like doing all these things. And I can see it as the business. Like I see the numbers, I see the breakdown, I see what the company makes every month on YouTube, I see what the company makes from Instagram, from email marketing, from all these things. And it has nothing to do with us checking out what everybody else is doing mm -hmm. or reading anybody else's shit. Mm -hmm. All the interactions are done when you open that app, first page, front center, right? Yeah. They're just, it's there and then we close it and then that's it. I've fallen into more and I've always kind of been that way but like I like I'm more of a story person like I like to do the stories have the moments that are happening right now post it and then move on because it's like it's for me it's like I like to tell a story I like to have I like whenever I could like if I have time to take little moments of my day and post about it like that's great and I love to showcase my clients I love to show what my kids are doing what people are doing and that has helped me to an extent get more clients on my smaller page my true to you fitness page and much smaller than my Instagram, like my power cakes page. But those are the people that are actually coming to my classes and, and, mm -hmm. and reaching out and being like, Hey, can my daughter come do this? Because yeah. they see hey, like those videos. And so to me, that is more important and truthful than if I were to be up my own, butt every day being like, you need to post, you need to post. You need to. Like I had to stop that a long time ago. Well, that and I'm, I'm probably going to go to hell for this. But, and you know exactly who I'm going to be talking about. I'm not going to say any names, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. I hate it when you see a coach or a train. I'm not even going to say coach. I'm going to say someone in the fitness business that is posting videos of their clients, ripping out just horrific form on shit. And they're talking over them. And they're like, well, this is great because they're working hard and their asses to grass, and blah, blah, blah. And it looks like poor Sherry's kneecap is going to shoot across the room and she can't even breathe. So it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're so oblivious to the world around you, to the one. <laughs> Listen, guy, you have one effing job, and that's to make sure she doesn't get hurt. She has a good time and she gets results. By you standing away from her, filming her, literally just shortening her life rep by rep, you are literally just not doing anything you're supposed to be doing. And that is more common than not. People are so worried right. about getting something up on a story or getting something as a post. They don't realize how much of a negative impact they have on that person, right? Because like, I can't even fathom what it would be like to be filming your client doing this horrific variation of an exercise and then you're filming them talking and then they actually hurt themselves on camera. That would probably not be posted or maybe it would be obliviously posted. 
they would probably just cut the end of it off and just post uh-huh. the beginning of it. Like, <laughs> it just drives me nuts because people forget that this is a people business. This is a relationship business. This is not a flash over substance business. And that's what the fitness world has been kind of inundated with via social media. Social media is a very lucrative tool. It can be very, very beneficial for businesses and individuals to utilize if utilized correctly. It can also be a massive distraction, a massive money pit, a massive time pit where nothing good comes of it. Truthfully, nothing good, nothing positive. It does not push the needle forward for your business. It does not push the needle forward for anything you're doing for your, again, like your self-mastery of your job, of what you do. And it drives me insane because so many people think that the likes and the follows at the end of the day are the things that matter. And it's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Our, our Instagram account loses like 700 followers a week. It, we go up 1,000, down 700. Up mm-hmm. 500, down to nobody. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about anything that gets really posted online for longer than three and a half seconds. Mm-hmm. You can have a direct impact on your client on their entire life if you give them the time of day when you are with them. If you're working with them one-on-one, give them your undivided attention for that entire Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. If you're working with a group, be the best trainer, group coach for those people as you possibly can. Don't worry about the angle of the lighting. Don't worry about how good your ass looks in the mirror after. Nobody gives a shit for longer than three and a half seconds. Mm -hmm. And I, we have the numerical data that shows that Mm -hmm. (laughs) we were posting three times a day, every single day of the week. Our growth stopped. It just leveled right out. It was, it was horrific. Now we post once a day and everything is going up. Mm-hmm. Quality over quantity. It's like, as soon as your story gets on over a certain amount of windows, everybody's just fucking swiping through anyway. Like, yeah, it, it's not as important as you think, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, if you're really good at the thing that you do, people will notice. Just do it for long enough to give them the opportunity to notice. You know, like, uh, it just drives me nuts when I see potential, like really good young trainers or coaches who get so inundated with the social media end of things. It's like they, I just, I know people personally who've done this. They just started training, have nobody in person yet. They want to start doing online training and then they are also starting a podcast and then they're also making programs. It's like, yo, pick one. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest the thing that will actually make you money. Mm -hmm. Not the thing that you think that you want to do based on what everybody else is doing. Yeah, that's so important. And finding what you truly want to do, because I think that I've also fallen into the trap of like, especially with COVID too, it's like, oh my God, everyone's doing these online things. And I tried online and I didn't really love it. And I, I like, I like working with people that I can't see in person, but I also, I really love working with people in person. And Mm. like, I would go back and forth and then I'd be like, no, my truth, me doesn't matter what anyone else does. Me and Allie had a great discussion on this when she was on the podcast, because she has done the in-person stuff, but her and her husband own a, a very successful online training platform and business and that, and they're killing it. I personally, right now in my life, I love the in-person stuff. That Mm -hmm. is just where I'm at. That is what works for me. That is what lights me up. I like being with my athletes. I like being with my clients. I go to people's houses. I've, I enjoy that. And so for me, it's just listening to where your true happiness is, because if you'd rather be on a computer and working with people and check-ins and everything, and that's a beautiful thing. But if you also, if you like to be in person, I'm a people freaking person. I want to be in person with them like helping them in person, you know, right there. That is what I enjoy. My energy is more vibrant in that way. I'm more, I'm just, it's what I love to do, but I think it's everyone you need to, as cliche as it sounds, be true to you. I say it all the time because it's like, if I was trying to follow the mode of what I thought I needed to do, I would have stayed in something that I wasn't passionate about because Mm. it, because I thought I needed to do online and in person only not that it's bad, but for me, I, 
needed to put all my eggs in one basket or else I wasn't able to give everyone the attention they needed when I was with them in person. So for me, it's finding that balance. Now, sometimes now people find their own ways of doing things. Like it's just, it's, you just have to listen to what you say. Cause my gut screams at me. I like being in person with people. That's just what I like. But in it, and it's one of those things where you need to have enough time doing one thing at a time to, to know that like, that's what you want to like, do. Hey, do I like this or do I not like this? Right. So the experience, people, right. People forget that multitasking isn't a thing, right? Our <laughs> brain can only concentrate on one thing at a time. If you say, if you, someone's like, oh, I'm really good at multitasking. No, you're really good at focusing on one thing and then bouncing to a different thing really quickly. That's not multitasking. That's doing a million different things really shitty, right? To be unable to put the time in to understand what you want is, is a problem, right? Like we need to really find out, like you said, what fires you up, right? Like if you're questioning, I don't know if I wanna train people in person. Well, how long have you been doing it for? Well, I have two clients. It's like, uh, well, that's not a good sample size, right? Like maybe those two people aren't the type of person you wanna work with, right? Like there's just so many different options. And I feel like everybody's just so busy jumping from one thing to the next thing. Like I, I see it in fitness. How many people do you know that jump from program to program? Mm. That was literally like one of our questions we can get into because it yeah, was, let's do it. it was essentially, <laughs> so I posted, um, it was a quote by Usain Bolt and it said, I've trained four years to run nine seconds mm -hmm. and people train for two months and give up because they don't see progress. And so one of the questions that I also get in person as well all the time is, what to do if you're frustrated from not seeing results. And it's, I know. Is this gonna be, I feel like this is going to be like a good cop, bad cop. You go first. Yes. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. I, throughout my experience of being a trainer, which I can't believe now I've literally, I think been a trainer for 11 years. Now I was doing the math the other day and I was like, holy shit. Like I was mm -hmm. like, I was like, go me. Like, you know, cause I started when I was right out of college, like 21, 22, I got my certification. I'll be 32 this summer. So it's like 10 or so years I've been a trainer, which is the amount of growth that I've personally gone through is insane. But also the way that my clients have gone through, cause a lot of them I've been training for six, seven years. And so I, um, the most frustrating, one of the most frustrating things I think I see as a trainer is when somebody doesn't, well, there's two sides to this. Somebody doesn't first trust the process. So they try something for two months. They don't see what they originally thought. They don't get their perfect, whatever they think it is, which mm -hmm. is normally a, a out of reach situation that could happen in two months. And they instantly give up and want to, and, and, and want to move to something else. That's a quicker fix. So there are two parts to that is the first part is they're valid for feeling like you're, they're valid for feeling frustrated, mm -hmm. but we also need to understand that true progress takes freaking time. It's a consistency over time. So if you want to drop 10 pounds, you know, my husband was a former wrestler and it, I don't I don't love the way they go about this, but there are times when they would have to suck down weight for 10 pounds. There are ways you can do that. Unfortunately, within a couple day period, is it something uh -huh. that you can sustain over time? Absolutely not. And so for people, for us to think, I shouldn't even say for people, it's for, for everyone to have the idea in their mind that they are going to reach a goal, their goal that could be, I want to lose 30 pounds, or I want to bench press this amount of weight or whatever you, we have to understand that things take time in order for them to come to fruition. So it's like, we need, I, for me, it's like, I'm always educating. The second I have someone tell me they're frustrated instead of me getting frustrated and being like, if you would just listen, you would be fine. Like instead of getting frustrated as a trainer, I take that opportunity to educate them. And I, I take a deep breath and I say, okay, 
listen, we, your body, right? We, we need consistency over time. Also, you throw in, then you, then you educate even more and you say, okay, you've been doing everything perfect, quote unquote. I'm showing up, I'm working out two to three times a week. I'm, I'm going on walks. Uh, I don't understand why I'm not losing any weight. Okay. What does your sleep look like? What does your stress look like? What are your, what's your lifestyle look like? What does your food look like? What is your, there are a other million invisible reasons that could be hindering your progress over time. And I will tell you that if I've had a client work with me for years and they say, well, I, I, I'm so, I just am so frustrated. I haven't seen results. And I instantly used to take it. Like when I was a younger trainer, I used to take it as if it was my fault. They don't mean to do that, but I am such an empath that I would be like, oh my God, it's my fault. I'm a horrible trainer. How come this hasn't worked after these three years? What am I doing wrong? And I, and now I've learned after 10 years of doing this, I've been like, no, there's something that they're doing that is hindering from their progress. And that doesn't mean that they're doing anything wrong. It just means that, are we checking in with food? Are we checking in with sleep? What does your stress look like? And now I've taken that opportunity to educate them instead of getting frustrated with them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Um, if someone comes up to me and says, hey, I'm, I'm really frustrated that I have not gained a lot of progress. I'd be like, okay. My first question is, all right, what's your goal? Like, all right, I want to lose 30 pounds. I'm like, all right, so you're frustrated you haven't lost 30 pounds. Yes. How much weight have you lost? 15 pounds. Okay. Is your goal still 30 pounds or should we have a conversation about how you need to lose another five pounds? And then you hit that goal and then you hit another 10 pounds and then you go that goal, right? People, I think, either don't have a clear enough goal or understand the key performance indicators that will, if they accomplish, will help them reach that overarching goal, Mm. right? So if I'm going to work with somebody that wants to get stronger, and in the last few months, I've I've worked with some really, really strong, strong people, and the strongest people in the world understand that things take time, but it's not the, they can't just hit the main goal. They have to hit all these baby steps that lead up to it. They need to know that, okay, if I'm going to squat 600 pounds at this meat, I need to make sure that I'm sleeping this much. need to make sure I'm eating this much. need to make sure I'm supplementing this much. I need to make sure, like, there are these checkpoints that if all completed will lead you to that goal, right? So I think a lot of people, if, when they go to the gym for the first time or like they're trying to get into the whole thing, you're like, I want to lose weight. It's like, okay, for what? Mm-hmm. and then you I always ask like all right is it the number on the scale or is it how you look and feel and nine times out of ten they're like oh it's how I look and feel and it's like okay so that number on the scale really isn't that important right so as a coach or a trainer I am going to dig deeper in their situation and understand like what you really want because if your goal is truly your goal and the thing you want to accomplish and that shit's going to fire you up, right? Like you're going to want to do what you need to do to reach that goal. If you have a clear path to that goal, it's going to be even more illuminated and it's going to be even more empowering to know like if I do steps one, two, three, and four, then I can get to step five and that's where the really cool stuff is. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't have those smaller goals to hit or that path or those KPIs if you're in the business or whatever that you need to accomplish in order to get the end goal. They just want the end goal and they don't, and they don't spend the time. Like we had talked about with, with coaches and trainers that are spending too much time online and they're not like perfecting their craft, like the same sort of idea, like their focus is on the end goal, but they're really not understanding what it will take to do that. And I, I, it's just, it's just very frustrating that there are people in the industry that simplify things down to the point where it's like, okay, work out five days a week and then eat 
1500 calories. And then like, yeah, we'll lose the weight. It's like, yo, 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 you're dealing with a human. You're dealing with a human with a story. You're dealing with a human with experiences. You're dealing with a human with fears, emotions, everything. Like you are dealing with a Pandora's box of a human. And for you to just stick a program and a nutrition plan on somebody based on a numerical goal is like, the more numbers you throw at a human, the more chaos usually transpires, right? There are some people that are more numerically driven, like type A, they want everything like spelled out to the letter. There are some mm-hmm. people that just want to feel things. So if you're throwing all these weights and these measurements at somebody who wants to feel things, it's not going to work. They don't give a shit. They don't care, right? It's, it, you're yeah. not speaking to them in a language in which they appreciate or respond to, right? So if somebody's frustrated with their training program, I'll be like, okay, well, what are you doing? And say it's a mom with three kids, busy, doesn't have much time for the gym, wants to lose some weight. And whoever she's working with gave her this five-day week program where she's in the gym for 90 minutes. It's like, that's not going to work. Like mm. even on the most basic of levels, it's like you have to match <clears throat> the goal, the person, and the necessary tools to help them get there, right? All mm-hmm. those tools are going to be different for everybody. Those tools are going to be what that person relies on to help them build that bridge from where they are to where they, where they want to be, right? So that's always my first question. If someone's frustrated, I'm like, okay, let's figure out why. Because there is, a, there is an inconsistency. There is a dissonance between where they are and where they want to go, and they just have the wrong tools. If I, like, the same thing. Like, you're the exact same way. If you see somebody digging a hole with a spoon and you have a shovel, you're going to be like, hey, 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 what are you doing? Oh, I'm just digging a hole. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying it? Nah, I'm kind of frustrated. Have you tried a shovel? They're like, what the fuck is a shovel? <laughs> right? And it's the same thing in the gym. It's like, I'm frustrated. I'm not losing weight. Okay, well, what are you doing? Um, just uh, sprinting as hard as I can seven days a week, and I'm eating <laughs> celery. It's like, oh, how's that working for you? Really frustrated. Okay, well, yeah. there are better tools out there than that. Right? So, And I've had and, a client before in my life that has yep. done that. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and this is why I, me and you, like, and a lot of people that we know that work in this field are so education-based because we're trying to teach, teach everybody we work with to not need us. The best thing for me to have happen in my career is to have my clients to be like, yeah, you know what? You've taught me everything and I can easily train myself. I just don't want to, <laughs> you know? Like mm-hmm. I want to empower everybody I work with. And if I can talk to somebody who's frustrated and make them realize that it's a bigger world than what they see on the internet. It's a bigger world than what they've been given by some lackluster trainer or from the internet itself. It's like, no, we, we can do better, right? And, and that's the difference between coaches and trainers who give a shit and really care about what they're doing because they realize that like, not everything is going to work for everybody. Most things will work most of the time. But if they're running into a wall within the first month or two, it's like not the right tool for them. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, yeah th- that would be, if you're frustrated with your program or frustrated with your progress, I would take a deeper look at your goal. See if you can break it down into more manageable chunks. Mm-hmm. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself and timelines. Like timelines are bullshit. Like if, for example, I told you, listen, if you want to lose 50 pounds, 52 pounds. And I will give you this magic potion that allows you to (laughs) lose 52 pounds, a half a pound a week. That'd be two years. But at the end of two years, you would look exactly how you want. You'd be the exact weight you wanted and you would feel amazing. Or you can do this booty blaster 6,000 program, (laughs) hate everything that you do, get results, maybe, but you know, it, it's a, it's quicker, right? But you don't enjoy it. You don't learn anything. And there's no guarantee that weight will stay off, right? There's no guarantee Most, that it's off. And there's no guarantee that you're going to feel good during this process. No, it's going to suck. It's yeah. going to suck because it's made for somebody that's not you. Mm-hmm. You know, like most people would hear two years to reach a goal like that and be like, oh, God, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, no, but like 
you will get there. You're going to get, it's a guarantee. And, and like, more sustainable post goal. Yeah. And like, they need to realize it's like, listen, uh, it's probably going to take longer than you expect, but it's not even about the initial goal that you set because what you're doing is you're going through this process of learning and growth. And you have no idea who you're going to be in six weeks if you're consistent. You have no idea who you're going to be in 12 weeks. You have no idea who you're going to be in six months. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if you never hit that numerical goal, but you, you feel better, you learn something, and your life is happier, who the fuck cares? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and that's the so thing. It's like People just need to realize is at the end of the day, it's like if you can feel good, move well, be healthier, be happier. Like that's the end goal. Like that's, it's not a number. It's not a, like you hit that number. Now what? Like what? If you're the same person, you're still miserable. Like what, what is that going to do? That number doesn't mean anything. You know? Yeah. What we I should take we'll this show on the road. I know. <laughs> we keep saying it. We're going to do it. 